Section number 20 of Something Childish and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Katharina Glovala. Carnation by Catherine Mansfield. On those hot days, Eve, curious Eve, always carried a flower. She snuffed it and snuffed it, twirled it in her fingers, laid it against her cheek, held it to her lips, tickled Katie's neck with it, and ended, finally, by pulling it to pieces and eating it, petal by petal. "'Roses are delicious, my dear Katie,' she would say, standing in the dim cloak-room, with a strange decoration of flowery hats on the hat-packs behind her. "'But carnations are simply divine. They taste like like ah well <laughs> and away her little thin laugh flew fluttering amongst those huge strange flower heads on the wall behind her but how cruel her little thin laugh was it had a long sharp beak and claws and two bead eyes thought fanciful katie today it was a carnation she brought a carnation to the french class a deep deep red one that looked as though it had been dipped in wine and left in the dark to dry. She held it on the desk before her, half shut her eyes and smiled. "'Isn't it a darling?' she said. "'But—' "'Un peu de silence, s'il vous plaît?' came from Monsieur Hugo. "'Oh, bother! It was too hot, frightfully hot, grilling simply!' The two square windows of the French room were open at the bottom and the dark blinds drawn halfway down. Although no air came in, the blind cord swung out and back and the blind lifted. But really there was not a breath from the dazzle outside. Even the girls in the dusky room in their pale blouses with stiff butterfly bow hair ribbons perched on their hair seemed to give off a warm, weak light, and Monsieur Hugo's white waistcoat gleamed like the belly of a shark. Some of the girls were very red in the face, and some were white. Vera Holland had pinned up her black curls a la japonaise, with a penholder and a pink pencil. She looked charming. Francie Owen pushed her sleeves nearly up to the shoulders, and she inked the little blue vein in her elbow, shut her arm together, and then looked to see the market maid. She had a passion for inking herself, she always had a face drawn on her thumbnail with black forked hair. Sylvia Munn took off her collar and tie, took them off simply, and laid them on a desk beside her, as calm as if she were going to wash her hair in her bedroom at home. She had a nerve. Jenny Edwards tore a leaf out of her notebook and wrote, Shall we ask old Hugo Vugo to give us a threepenny vanilla on the way home? And passed it across to Connie Baker, who turned absolutely purple and nearly burst out crying. All of them lolled and gaped, staring at the round clock, which seemed to have grown paler too. The hands scarcely crawled. "'Un peu de silence, s'il vous plaît,' came from Monsieur Hugo. He held up a puffy hand. "'Ladies, as it is so hot, we will take no more notes today, but I will read to you—and he paused and smiled, a broad, gentle smile— a little French poetry. Good God, moaned Francie Owen. Monsieur Hugo's smile deepened. Well, Miss Owen, you need not attend. You can paint yourself. You can have my red ink as well as your black one. 
how well they knew the little blue book with red edges that he tucked out of his coat-tail pocket it had a green silk marker embroidered in forget-me-nots they often giggled at it when he handed the book round poor old hugo Vugo. he adored reading poetry he would begin softly and calmly and then gradually his voice would swell and vibrate and gather itself together then it would be pleading and imploring and entreating and then rising rising triumphant until it burst into light as it were and then gradually again it ebbed it grew soft and warm and calm and died down into nothingness the great difficulty was of course if you felt at all feeble not to get the most awful fit of the giggles not because it was funny really but because it made you feel uncomfortable queer silly and somehow ashamed for old hugo Vugo. but oh dear if he was going to inflict it on them in this heat courage my pet said eve kissing the languid carnation he began and most of the girls fell forward over the desks their head on their arms dead at the first shot only eve and katie sat upright and still katie did not know enough french to understand but eve sat listening her eyebrows raised her eyes half veiled and a smile that was like the shadow of her cruel little laugh like the wing shadow of that cruel little laugh fluttering over her lips she made a warm white cup of her fingers the carnation inside oh the scent it floated across to katie it was too much katie turned away to the dazzling light outside the window down below she knew there was a cobbled courtyard with stable buildings around it that's why the french room always smelled faintly of ammonia it wasn't unpleasant it was even part of the french language for katie something sharp and vivid and and biting now she could hear a man clatter over the cobbles and the jing-jang of the pails he carried and now hoo-ha-ha hoo-ha-ha as he worked the pump and a great gush of water followed now he was flinging the water over something over the wheels of a carriage perhaps and she saw the wheel propped up clear of the ground spinning round flashing scarlet and black with great drops glancing of it and all the while he worked the man kept up a high bold whistling that skimmed over the noise of the water as a bird skims over the sea he went away he came back again leading a cluttering horse hoo ha ha hoo ha ha came from the pump now he dashed the water over the horse's legs and then swooped down and began brushing she saw him simply in a faded shirt his sleeves rolled up his chest bare all splashed with water and as he whistled loud and free and as he moved swooping and bending hugo vugo's voice began to warm to deepen to gather together to swing to rise somehow or other to keep time with the men outside oh the scent of eve's carnation until they became one great rushing rising triumphant thing bursting into light and then the whole room broke into pieces thank you ladies cried monsieur hugo bobbing at his high desk over the wreckage and keep it dearest said eve souvenir tendre 
as she popped the carnation down the front of Katie's blouse. End of section 20 Recording by Katharina Glowalla